Dwellers, and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because we've been trying to record this stupid episode for 45 minutes. Never in the history has there been so many technical difficulties, which is apt because this movie itself took 10 years to make. So why wouldn't we take 10 years to try to record the episode? Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> we were 15 minutes is... in. 15, 10, 10, 15 minutes into the freaking recording, and I looked down, and I wasn't recording. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, TC, at least it was only 15 minutes, and we yeah. didn't wrap up the episode, yeah. and then you realize we've been uh... talking for an hour and a half with nothing. Well, he- this week's episode oh, will be released geez. as a transcript. <laughs> it's just going to be me cursing for, for 15 <laughs> Uh, well, hello, everyone, and welcome episode. back to the Disney Animation Studios <laughs> podcast, uh, Top Shelf, where we go back week by week and watch year by year, movie by movie of the Disney Animation Studios library. This week, we are watching the 1950, I don't remember, Sleeping Beauty. What is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> the 1959 Sleeping Beauty. There we go. Oh, I, I, I am TC, and across from me, as always, always... Just a, a breath away. <laughs> my Always dear, a breath. We're, we're right next to one another. patient co-hosts. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, I'm here, everybody. Hello, Hello everybody. Jeff. Hello, uh, Jeff. Nice, little, uh, nice little switcheroo for the opening, but you know, which is hilarious because <laughs> the, the amount of anger that I can, I can hear in your voice right oh, now, just, oh, that was the amount of anger I have towards this movie. So now I feel like we're kind of balanced. <laughs> we're on even ground here. We're on even ground. So you're... You're just saying it right up front that you... I'm going to say it right up front. So You don't like this movie. You know, I, I did not like this movie. You know, we, we, we previously discussed about how, like, sometimes, you know, we, we, we were kind of looking forward to disagreeing on a film, um, and we are human, and we all have different tastes, especially when it comes to, like, our ranking of the films. Boy, that's going to be a fun section, TC. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I already have it. I already wrote down my lie. ranking, unless you wildly <laughs> changed my mind. I know where I'm putting this, but, but please continue. All right. Please continue. <laughs> But no, like I, I sat down and watched this movie, and and it, it, okay, first off, as as I usually do, because normally TC, you're very much so at being, you're very skilled at being like the one that comes up with like the analogies and like figuring out how like what this means and like deeper meanings. You're really good at doing that stuff. I'm I tend to focus on the technical side, mm-hmm. and I will say this: the movie, another widescreen, another cinemascope, um, uh, widescreen film, looks gorgeous. I yes. love the. Yes. The very detailed backgrounds, like they they look gorgeous. Um, the the flat kind of uh, um, non shadowed but kind of cartoony but still fairly detailed characters design looks fantastic. Um, but the story, yeah, the story yeah. of the movie, just what the fairies do, <laughs> bothers you're say, me so you're just about much. Say, what the fairies is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but I did say I did write down that this movie should not be called Sleeping Beauty and should be called Stupid Fairies is what it should be called. <laughs> well, because if, if you ha- because if Sleeping you ha- Beauty is barely in this film, right? Yeah. What What does she have? Like a dozen lines? You are You are dead on here. And yeah. If, if you haven't seen Maleficent, it takes her like twenty minutes before she shows up. Yeah. Have Have you seen the live action Sleeping Beauty, the Male- uh, Maleficent with Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay. I I thought I. I hated the fairies in that movie. Someone actually tweeted us our thoughts on Maleficent, so I'm just gonna just gonna put it in here now. I really 
really disliked Maleficent. I, I know people like that movie, but I thought it was garbage, tonally a mess, and it was a wreck of a film, as far as I'm concerned. It was just all over the place, and you can't create sympathy for one of the greatest villains of all time by just making the fairies that much more incompetent. I'm not going to root for a right. lesser of two evils when they're both just what the, Maleficent is an amazing villain. You're right. This movie, A Sleeping Beauty that we watched looks beautiful. The the vibrant colors, the there's a definite change in the animation style that Disney had coming off of uh, Lady and the Tramp, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland. We there's a very mm-hmm. significant difference in look on this film that's going to carry on through the rest of this golden era, but you're not wrong to not like this movie. Because Sleeping Beauty was a, a stain on this animation studio for decades. This was like a this was don't bring it up territory. Sleeping Beauty was considered a, a failure, and it only took decades later for people to develop an appreciation for for what works in this movie, such as the animation technique and and Maleficent as a villain. Which is so weird. Like I wonder what was it, what it was what about it. W- did people not like basically like I know what I don't like about it and my issues with it are generally story-based problems. It's, it's, it, and, and, and I understand that you, you have to have that moment of like suspension of disbelief where, you know, it's a fairy tale, it's magical. There's, there's, you know, there's magic and fairies and the bad guy turns into a giant dragon at the end. And yes, it's, you know, it's supposed to be kind of just, you know, Oh yeah, it's fine. It's a kid's film. But the, the 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 reason anything happens in this film is because the fairies continuously make poor decisions over <laughs> and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. It's it feels like And that's what bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's it, it you can only suspend your disbelief so much before you're like that's a dumb don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And it right. To me, you have the animation. You have a great hero in Prince Philip. You have an amazing villain in Maleficent, and there's even some fun to be had with the kings, Prince, uh, sorry, King Stefan and King Hubert. But it feels like 15, 20 minutes of this movie is missing because there's no development whatsoever of the title character of Sleeping Beauty herself. And like, right. Prince Philip has has a, it's a, he's a good progression of princes because if you look at the prince from Snow White, he's nothing. If you look at Prince Charming from Cinderella, right. he's a little bit more. Prince Philip, he actually is a proactive, he's an interesting hero. He he fight he battles the villain in the end with some nice Luke Skywalker flailing sword fighting. <laughs> and uh, he's got some good stuff to him. But still, it feels like something's missing from elements all over this film. And I think that's why right. it's considered a failure because it's it doesn't feel complete. Right? Right, like it's it 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 feels like this. Yeah, like you said, it feels like we're missing parts of the story that would have helped fill in those gaps or explain why certain things happen. Um, not in the sense of just like, well, why? Wait, where, where, how did she get there? Like, it's not like that type of thing missing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like motivation yeah. is wrong or it's, is missing. Like the why is gone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not the it's not the how. We understand the how, but it's the why that is is not developed even if it was just little little extra bits of dialogue here and there to explain some character choices and 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 developing Aurora herself she's she's one of the all-time classic Disney princesses and there's nothing about her there's nothing 
more than descriptions of her, and there's very little about her that feels earned. And 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 I know I don't want to right. talk about Tangled too much, but there's a lot of similarities between this and Tangled. Even in the even in the heroine, like uh, Rapunzel runs around right. barefoot, just like Aurora does in They Are Blonde, and they sing to the animals, and they they are taken away from their parents. And there's a lot of similarities there, but there's so much more about Rapunzel that's developed, and nothing about Aurora that's developed. <laughs> no, no, and in, in in my head, like the way that this movie is structured, it'd be like even I even feel like Snow White had at least a little more development to her character and nothing really happens with her. I mean, even in that movie, she, she runs away from the, from the castle and then lives with the doors for a while. Yeah. More or less. That's it. Until that's the it. prince shows up. But, but I still, I feel like there's still, um, there's, there's a, there's a character there. There's a little bit of a development there for her. Mm-hmm. Aurora doesn't have anything. It, it would, it would literally, it'd be like if Snow White, first off, it'd be like if the movie Snow White was the dwarves, for 90% of it, talking about Snow White, mm-hmm. who is just off camera the entire time. <laughs> right, because you have the, uh, like that's, Flora, that's like. Fauna, and Meriwether are the – they have far more story to tell. And that would have been fine. If they wanted to f- right. tell this entire story from their perspective, that could have worked. That could have been a very interesting film to make Sleeping Beauty the the tertiary character to these adventures of these these fairies. That would have been fine. I, I would have been – on board for that, but they, they don't even have enough development. They're just foolish fairies. <laughs> and I can't, right. I can't, I can't get they over are, that. they, <laughs> they are the main, they are the main characters, but they are conveyed and written and performed as if they are still the secondary characters mm-hmm. to something bigger. Yeah. So, so I, I, that's a really great point. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why I don't like the movie. I, I mean, my, my list of their decisions of what they do really bugs the crap out of me. But that is a really good point that because they don't have any development and they are still written and performed as the secondary characters. They are not written as main characters, and if they had put more time into those characters, give me more reason why I should be caring about them, because frankly, they just seem to only ever cause problems, and I don't care about those three fairies anymore. The only thing, the one time that I actually was kind of like, that's fun, is at the end, literally, the last shot of the movie, <laughs> when the when when Aurora's dress keeps changing from pink to blue from their the earlier the argument, I went, yeah, yeah. yes, and I'm like, you don't even see them; it just happens. I'm like, that's funny. That was well done. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the rest of it, I just I couldn't get behind it because right. I had it's... reached that point where I'm like, no, you're making me you're making me assume. Way too much. I can't. I can't just keep being like, "Oh, no, that's fine," or "Oh, that's fine too." Mm-hmm. Like, I just I there's couldn't. Uh. These little moments. There's little signs of something greater. Uh, I will point to Prince Philip again as an interesting prince character. He's not developed enough. I don't want to make it sound like I think he's amazing, but there's enough there that I I like him as a character. There's some cool stuff in him. Um, and even even the the two kings and their whole they have that one scene where they're discussing the castle that Hubert built for them. And then and mm-hmm. Stefan is like, well, I haven't even seen her in 16 years. Do we really have to rush her off? At the, and all while that's going on, there's the minstrel who's getting like wasted <laughs> on the, the, on the wine. And- See, like, like, 
Right. Like that scene felt like the most complete. Like that was the scene where they're like, yep, this is this is what the whole film should have been like. <laughs> do you, do you uh, this is just me, but when I uh, maybe you can back, agree with me on this. I see that minstrel as a young Eric Idle. Like that feels exactly a role oh, performed that way. I could see that, that. Eric Idle yeah, would have played. Yeah, I never thought of that. If for those of you listening who are like, who is Eric Idle? He's a he's from Monty Python. He's 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 I just He's even look he even looks like Eric Idle in his in his design. I just I doubt that's, that's what, a good point. We're, we're in the fifties. <laughs> this is this is long before the Pythons existed. But it's I just in watching that I'm like oh. I could totally see up this as a Python bit. So what you're saying, TC, is Eric Idle modeled himself after the minstrel from yes, Sleeping Beauty. That's exactly what that's I'm that's saying. what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> Okay, good, good, because we're on the same page then. All right, uh, I, I totally agree. I think. Well, let's get back <laughs> no, to that's your a good point. Your, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was just a fun note I had in watching it. That that's a fun. That's a fun <laughs> scene. There's a lot of gags in there. That it's just a character getting drunk, but eh, it's fun. Uh, but let's get back on the page of your page, Jeff, because you have a page of notes, and I only have. I've just blown through pretty much all of mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what I I, I want to do because I can't bring up the fact that. I'm not happy with the. I, I'm not. I, I don't enjoy this movie without at least explaining the things that irk me the most about the fairies and what their actions are. Because here is what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is also kind of like a brief recap of the film, so this yeah. will work for those who may okay. not have seen it in so, a decade. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Princess Aurora is born as a baby. Mm-hmm. Maleficent shows up, puts a curse on the baby. That says she will live a healthy and good life for 16 years until her 16th birthday, where she will prick her finger on a spinning wheel and then die or yeah. go into a coma. No, she'll she'll die. She'll die. That was the original. She curse. will die, right? Yeah. Okay. So what? 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 Maleficent says is she's gonna be fine for 16 years, no mm-hmm. problems. She'll mm-hmm. just she'll die on her 16th birthday. Yeah. Immediate and I and this is the one moment where I'm like, okay, fairies, I understand. The fairies decide we need to hide her because they didn't feel that the king getting rid of all the spinning wheels was enough. Because the king got rid of all the spinning wheels in the kingdom, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't happen. First off, bro's got 16 years to do this. <laughs> he does not need to do it immediately. Maleficent yeah. never said it was going to happen before her 16th birthday. All right, just destroy all the spinning okay. wheels on uh, the 15th year and some odd days leading up to the 16th right. birthday. And be like, hey, Aurora, exactly. whatever you do, don't go near any spinning wheels. Because <laughs> now, here's the thing. They could spend 15 Almost 16 years basically just telling her spinning wheels are bad. But guess what, honey? To save your life, we will lock you in a sealed off jail cell for one day. I understand mm-hmm. it's your birthday. It's going to kind of crummy. But we'll make it up to you tomorrow. We'll totally do a big thing. Like, that is what they could have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they took her away from her family. So Aurora now grows up 16 years thinking she's Briar Rose, some just regular peasant girl, has no idea she's a princess, has no idea or no no emotional or or loving connection to her family or anybody in her family because she's been taken away from them for 16 years. And then, and then, so okay, whatever, they thought that was safer. Then the day before her birthday... They are actually, I guess, on her birthday. They decide the fairies decide to let her go out into the woods all by herself. Why they, they needed her this out of the, the house one... so they could make the cake and the dress? Come on, 
true, but this, then one of them should have gone with her just as <laughs> extra protection. So that, that was the first thing I'm like, okay, that's, that's all right, whatever. I'll let that go as well. Then they decide to bring her back to the kingdom on her 16th birthday. Why did you even bother taking her away for the last 16 years? They succeeded. You- they succeeded. They were just happy. They succeeded. <sighs> In the, in the very dour and grim circumstances of, of trudging secretly back into the castle. They were very successful. But then they leave her alone in the kingdom, in the castle, so that she can get tricked by Maleficent to then go and prick her finger on a magical <laughs> spinning wheel. <laughs> they... So then- Nailed Why do they bother it. getting rid of the spinning wheel? Why do they bother taking her away for the 16 years when they really only needed to take her away for a day? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and then the fairies realize they screwed up. So instead, to hide their mistake, they put the entire kingdom to sleep. Instead <laughs> of just admitting, crap, we might have screwed up, we're going to fix it. Jeff, they Jeff. hide the fact that yeah. they screwed up. You go big, all right? So, like, whenever I go into the restroom and the countertop is wet and I don't and I lean into it and I get that little splatter of water right on my crotch, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, right? Right? You yes. just get a little wet. What I like to do is I take a <laughs> yes. handful of water. I take a handful of water and I just start sp- just sprink, 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 you know, split, just spritzing my pants all over <laughs> so then it doesn't look like I peed myself. It just looks like I had a mishap with a faucet, right? So they, they just – they didn't just double down. They, like, they just tripled down like – we made a mistake. Let's knock everyone out. So you, you're relating the fairies' constant mishaps to trying to hide the fact to make it try to make it look like you didn't pee your pants. Well, yeah, when you it, didn't pee your pants. I understand it, that. It'd be embarrassing if if you walk out of the bathroom and you had that little bit of water right there, and people were like, "Did he? Oh, someone, someone dribbled." Some, but if you if you if you splash all over your pants. Or if you knock a whole kingdom out, no one is the wiser. No one will know. It'll be like it's it's a perfect it's the perfect crime. I, I just want to know how those fairies got as far along in life as they have, because I feel like they have just been constantly making mistakes. <laughs> For their entire life. They're like the three stooges of the Disney films right now. Oh, man. You know what? Recast this movie. If it had been Mo, Larry, and Curly as the three like three male fairies who take care of – that would have been a whole better movie, wouldn't it? Come on now. <laughs> which which they did do a couple movies like that in the 60s. They did these like fairy tale versions where they were in it. Now, it wasn't Curly. It was, I think, Curly Joe. Curly but jo- yeah, they still, did the, like, they the Hercules, did. Hercules is the one that comes to mind for me. <laughs> yes, yes. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I see now that in that instance, and I don't know if this makes me sound hypocritical, if it was the Three Stooges cast as those characters, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. They're just idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been as angry about all the crap they did mm-hmm. because they are these – they are established to be bumbling Sto- idiots. Yeah, they're that, Stooges. Yeah, the, who just – yeah. But like the, the, the fairies, I don't find that there's enough backstory if that was what they were supposed to be, if they were supposed <laughs> no. to just kind of be bumbling idiots <laughs> – they didn't explain that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and that's what the, bothers me. At the very least, I think they may have come from the same land or school that the 
fairy godmother came from. They had this a similar kind of flightiness, no pun intended, right? Uh, as the fairy godmother had. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> don't, don't check. So that's a real question there, um, because because like I, I want to know. So real quick, real quick, those were my biggest points. And biggest complaints about this film, yeah. and it was just because it was one thing after another. Once I reached, once once they once they got once they took her back to the castle on her sixteenth birthday, I was practically checked out because I'm like, okay, no, this is just <laughs> stupid. And then it was just then you leave her alone, then she still gets pricked, then you put the like it was just like at that point it was just salt on the wound for me, and I was just like, nope, I this is stupid. I can't do this anymore. I did finish it. Don't 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 think good, I didn't good, finish good, the movie. Good. It was just. I, I had reached that point with the story that I was, I was just like, nope, I don't care. What do you do now? Oh, okay. And then once Prince Philip showed up and Maleficent turned into the dragon, I was back on board a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Well, let's, let's, let's get the fairies out of the way. Let's actually go over there now. So I, I already complained about Maleficent the movie. Actually, hold on a second. Did I complain about Maleficent the movie this time or our failed recording? I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was this time. I'm pretty okay. certain it was this okay. time, actually. Right. So. Well, the, let's let's talk about Maleficent because she is one of the all-time great villains. She is the only villain in the Disney library, at least the animated library, that calls upon the power of hell. Right? That's, <laughs> it's that's true. It's pretty badass. If you've ever played Kingdom Hearts, she's the big boss at the end of Kingdom Hearts, that she is the end-all, be-all villain. Um She's she's got an amazing design. Uh, I, I I enjoy the voice acting. It's Lady Tremaine again, correct? Uh, from from mm, Cinderella. Yep. Uh, her castle. Cinderella. I love yep. love the design on her castle um, and her little uh, Diablo. Her little she is just sidekick. like right. Like she comes off as like whereas previous villains are like bad people and they have you know like a grudge and there there's, there seems to be some like still like human element to mm-hmm. them as villains. She is just evil. She yeah, doesn't yeah. have any human qualities in a good way, like not in a bad way. It's actually refreshing to see like, yeah, you're just you're, you're just, just plain evil. Yeah, you're just bad yeah. that, to the bone for no reason. <laughs> that's why I don't I don't like Maleficent because they they attempted to create sympathy for this the humanizer. This, yeah, and and that that can work, but you have to earn that just to force that upon us with Maleficent the live action film. In, in making the fairies that much more incompetent, and that Maleficent's actually a hero the whole time, protecting Sleeping Beauty, like that's that changes so much about the character. No good. I don't. I, I do not like it. I, I prefer the straight up <laughs> evil villain with with hints of some sort of backstory. Give me Darth Vader, right? Don't give me right whatever they did with Angelina Jolie, which was just forcing a <laughs> forcing a, a star. Like it's her star. It's she's the star, so we got to make her sympathetic, right? No, come on. That's that that's unearned. I don't I don't Maleficent is a demonic hell beast. <laughs> Maybe she's some sort of like uh, uh one of our comments on the Facebook page was what do we think Maleficent is? Is she an evil fairy? Is she a demon spawn? What is she just a demon? Like what is she? Um I, I, she's just a badass. That's what she is. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, and like and for me in my head, uh, that's a really fantastic question. In my head, I would 
because this is how I work. I'd go the route that, yes, she was a fairy, but then, you know, crap happened. Very much so, unfortunately, I realized I just described the musical Wicked. Uh, (laughs) Well, okay, let's let's be honest. The only reason Maleficent the movie exists is because Disney couldn't secure the rights to Wicked. That's it. That's the only reason that they did that. There's no there's no other rhyme or reason about why uh, why that movie exists. Because they picked they picked the other remaining green skinned black cloth wearing bad guy who actually has a tragic good guy story behind him. Spoilers right. for the musical Wicked that's been out for like thirteen <laughs> years. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna make somebody mad. Someone's gonna be like, "That was the plot of Wicked." <laughs> there's, so, more, sorry. there's more. So to sorry, it than that. There's more to it, everybody. It, yeah, there's a it, lot more to it. Like when the scarecrow shows up. Yeah. Look, the in in a, a <laughs> sorry to to make Maleficent a fallen fairy to to have once been a fairy and have her wings removed. That's the way they went with with the Maleficent story. I I I prefer to just yeah. think of her as this this evil hellspawn that that she was this wicked woman who just wants to conquer the world. <laughs> That's you know what I would like to think? I'd like uh, to. Th- uh, I, she doesn't even I, want to. I, I like to think. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> it's true. I know. Sorry, it's okay. Uh, also, people listening, there's a little bit of a delay in this episode because of the technical issues. So DC and I are trying not to jump over each other. <laughs> um, hopefully, it's not too distracting. Uh, now that I mentioned it, now that's all you're going to hear. Sorry, yeah, guys. Get, that's um, right. You'll, you'll just adjust it in post. Just scooch me over a second, exactly. so that <laughs> every so often, so we're back in line. Um, no, so, so what if, what if, now, now we're doing theories, we're doing our own theories here, because mm-hmm. I couldn't find any real good ones about this that I wanted to talk about. Um, there was a couple ones, uh, I think Wyatt posted on the Facebook page, like mm-hmm. a Disney theory about the fairies, I believe. Um, but like our own theories, like, what if, what if Maleficent was actually the former lover of the wizard from Fantasia? Oh, so she is, is, I say Disney backward. Yes, 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 um, at one point when they're cleaning the kitchen, oh, make yeah. a mop and bucket dance mm-hmm. very similarly to the way that the mops and buckets danced. Okay. Um, so what if like, what if like those two were together and what if, um, oh my goodness, the big baddie at the end of Fantasia, a spacing, Cern- a big, Cernabog. big devil, Cernabog. Cernabog. What if like, what if like that is like, what if she went to like him and like, <laughs> Evil powers came out, and see, she's I'd, just I'd like a much part rather of him. see this Maleficent movie than the one they gave us. <laughs> Give me a movie where the bad guy is legitimately it's the it's the it's the origin story of the bad guy, yeah. not an origin story of the bad guy, but the bad guy is actually a good guy pretending to be a bad guy because they're good guys inside. Like no 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 make them a bad guy. I want a film about a bad guy. Give me mm. the origin story of the bad guy and please don't make it be the Star Wars prequels because that doesn't count. <laughs> well, I I, I don't want sympathy. <laughs> with with this theory, it goes back to our tweet from weeks ago which we we said we'd come back to with more magicians mm-hmm. of all the magic users we've seen so far who who would win in a battle royale. 
Now, initially, we, we did give it to the, the fairy godmother because she would dupe people into a false sense of security. But I think at this point, with three other dumb fairies screwing things up, the fairy godmother is now now in trouble because her right. her feigned ignorance is not going to work against their actual ignorance. So right. I, think, I think we're looking at Maleficent near the top of the pile here against uh, 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 Yeznid and Cernobot. <laughs> I would definitely agree because I mean Maleficent, she was able to make a basically make like a like a like a hologram version of herself or like an apparition version of herself mm-hmm. appear to uh, Princess Aurora. She was able to brainwash Princess Aurora. You know, she didn't have to like give her a poison apple or anything like that. She literally showed up and brainwashed her. Yeah, she can just teleport. from being there, yeah. right? Uh, she can, she can, what is it? Transmorph, morph, trans, trans, transmorph. Transfigure. She transmorph, can transfigure. Transmorph, transfigure. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I read Harry Potter. I still didn't think of that. <laughs> um, but, but like she can transfigure into a, a giant flipping dragon, mm-hmm. mind you. <laughs> dragon versus Cernabog. That's the fight I want to see right there. Oh, now see now between those two, who would win? Because I'm pretty positive Mal- Maleficent is is even is easily yes, like you said, one of the more powerful and at the top of the list. Yeah, but between those two, what what are the sc- what are what is the scale between those two? I, I I don't really know how big one is over the other. Well, with uh, I'd I'd give uh, let's see if you think human <clears throat> humans, I think Cernabog would be bigger, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. That Maleficent has the edge because she's not defeated by sunlight. Because even if she could just True. hold her own, Cernabog can be taken out by the end of the end of the evening. He does have his little ghostly minions, and and Maleficent does have her little minions as well. So that'd be that that would be quite the fight. So let me tell you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, if you think about it, like she's mobile, she can fly, she can hop around. Um, mm-hmm. He's not. He's stuck to the top of that mountain. Yeah. See, once again, I, I'm telling you people, we need a Street Fighter Turbo <laughs> version of all the Disney Magic users in a fight. Because we're, we got some other great Magic so users fun. coming up, coming down the pipe here. And I would just, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Marvel versus Capcom style animation fighting game with all the Magic users. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. With all the Disney characters. <laughs> Disney could make so much money. Because they they desperately need it. Obviously, yeah, of these course days. They, they are so just bankrupt right they now. They certainly don't have a blockbuster <laughs> but coming is, out every month. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if uh, if they made that game, yeah, I would I would I would buy it in a heartbeat. I'd buy that. I'd be like, yes, please, thank you. All right, and then <laughs> yep, we just keep adding new characters when there's new ones. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yep, no problem. <clears throat> That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Well, we've we've certainly tangented it away from the movie here, so uh, let's get back on track here. <laughs> well, let's get back on track here. So let's let me talk about the Disney tropes for this film. Let me talk okay. about the tropes that we come across. Um, basically, tropes, and then I have one first that I noted, and I want your clarification if it is a first. We'll get to that in a second. Actually, okay. we'll just do that one right now. Okay. All right, my Disney first that I found was. The prince defeats the the bad guy. Has the prince? Is this the first time that's happened? Uh, I guess in the full, if you go full feature, Philip is the first. Uh, yeah, okay, because I you could potentially right? say Bongo does defeat the bear at the end of his story. 
Um, but he's he's the main character of his story. So oh, that is true. But that's you know I'm he's I'm, the main character. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the prince is like prince is still I mean Prince Philip is still a secondary character. Uh, well, I don't know. So is Princess Aurora technically. So I can't actually say that anymore. <laughs> I can't say that the main character is the one that normally kills him. I forgot. You know what? I forgot about Bonko. Right, okay, but, see, that's why I wanted your clarification yeah. on this. But as a full feature, as the the prince, if we're going full fairy tale here, yeah, this is the first occasion of of that happening because the dwarves defeat the wish witch in Snow White. Um, there, the there there is no other. There really there wasn't. Have, there hasn't been a lot of big final climactic battles in the movies that we've seen thus far. Right. And uh, this one certainly has one of the the biggest. It's a dragon versus a prince. I mean, you, don't, you don't get much more epic fairy tale than that, at with, least at this point. With fire and all mm-hmm. sorts of thundering and lightning and storms, it's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic actually. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well then, well then, my Disney tropes for this one. This one's a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one: villain with an animal sidekick. Love it. You got. Yep. Number two, magical fairy slash godmother overseeing the princess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number three, a princess wandering in the woods, talking, playing, and singing with the animals. Another one of those, yep. <laughs> that never happens. Uh, number four, the prince and his smart horse. Yes, Samson the horse, another horse for the list. Yep. Yep. Uh, number five, the princess meeting a guy and immediately falling in love with them. <laughs> yes. Which uh, we what in the world? I, I don't think we will see that ever happen again because it's now a joke within fairy tales. They've <laughs> they've made fun of it in in more than a fair share of the modern Disney movies. Exactly. Um, number six, the fat portly king with a white mustache <laughs> character. The father is back. <laughs> I got. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then finally, the bad guy falling to their death. Granted, yes, she did have a sword shoved into her, mm-hmm. but she still fell to her death afterwards. So I'll allow it. I'll allow lots it. Of, uh, lots of... Lots of recurring tropes in this one. <laughs> I will give it. The tropes will, are now easier to make than the first. So, <laughs> well, I will also say the the barefoot princess, the barefoot main character. Yes, we get. A, there's a good yes. amount of those when you really think about it. In in terms of some of the movies we got coming, such as Pocahontas and Tangled, the the barefoot princess is it's a trope. I'll give it. I don't want to see their feet because they're probably all calloused and just hard and dirty. <laughs> They might, take, they might take good care of it. <laughs> they go home at night and just soak it in like a vat of Vaseline just well, to like I, soften up their feet again. Is this movie worth watching for, for kids? We, we off, we've said in the past are, are these movies that, that we should sit kids down in front of to enjoy these. This is one of the classics. This is one of the, one of the princess movies that does come to mind uh, all the time. Hell, Disneyland's... Sleeping Beauty's Castle was dubbed Sleeping Beauty's Castle yep. four years before this movie came out in a genius cross promotion by the the brilliant Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> Very true. You know, I would say yes. This movie is a movie that kids should watch. I, I really do firmly believe that. As much as I'm complaining about it, the stuff that I'm complaining about in this film is stuff that kids are not going to care about, yeah. and they're not going to notice. They're not going to dissect it. It's kids <laughs> are going to watch it. They're going to see three because the fairies are goofy, you know, and they're silly and they're bumping around and they're you know they're trying to make the cake and the cake 
melts basically in front of their eyes and you know the dress scene like it that's funny you have a bad guy who's just a bad guy it doesn't matter what their story is so you don't have to try to explain like well she's a bad guy because she was a good guy and like she don't have to worry about any of that stuff mm-hmm. so it's just a very, a very like a very cut and paste bad guy a very cut and paste princess here's the prince prince has got a goofy horse prince princess falls in love princess the thing comes true the curse comes true oh no and then they save her i'm like yep yes (laughs) that's the movie for kids and they're gonna like it yeah there is there's the simplicity of this is worth watching i don't think this is one that you'd pop on and be annoyed that your kid was watching over and over again because it is a beautiful looking movie and it's 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 inoffensive in its simplicity. There's nothing. It's not so bad. Like there, there's some movies that we will get to. There's one in particular that just bothers the, the <laughs> it will be my bottom of the barrel movie, but there, there's nothing, nothing terrible about this movie. It's, it's fine. I can remember when I was little seeing this movie, I, I've always liked the final battle as, as a little, as a little boy who wanted to be Luke Skywalker, and swinging a sword and yep. being King Arthur or being Robin Hood. I loved those adventuring moments in movies that I liked as a kid. So that 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 final battle always appealed to me as a little kid. So yeah, I think I think this is this is worth watching. I don't think there's any lessons to be learned in this. Uh, no. Don't trust your fairies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's a pretty good life lesson right there. Just don't trust any of your magical fairies that show up that want to help you by taking you away from your family for 16 <laughs> years. Seriously, you fairies, come on, man. Yeah, I, ladies. I don't think <sighs> this is uh, – I don't need to surprise you with this one because I think I know your answer of all the movies that we've watched in this <laughs> in this, in this uh, <laughs> era. Where do you rank – Sleeping Beauty. <clears throat> so right now, for those you, those who need a reminder, it's uh, yeah. for Jeff. It's Cinderella, Lady and the Tramp, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Ichabod, and Mr. Toad. So it's 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 not a surprise, but at the same time, it's a little bit of a surprise mm-hmm. because it's not the bottom of the list. Okay, all right. It is. I am putting this at my number four. Three, four. So above Alice so in Wonderland? So I'm effectively, yes, above oh, okay. Alice in Wonderland because Alice in Wonderland was so just what is happening <laughs> and so disconnected <laughs> mm-hmm. that actually, and I, I sat and I thought about this because I'm like, I'm like, as originally I'm like, nope, it's number, it's, well, I was going to make it number five because I just... Still not as bad as Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And again, <laughs> I like the Sleepy Hollow storyline. Right. So it's but always again, always worth sh- mentioning that, that sometimes <laughs> ranking these is difficult because they're it's it's sometimes by a fraction. So continue. Right. But I, at the same time, I'm like I can't I can't rank it I can't rank it bottom of the list, but I can't rank it below Alice in Wonderland because if given the opportunity to watch Alice in Wonderland and Sleeping Beauty, I'd put Sleeping Beauty back on. There you go. <laughs> because at least it was, you know, it was ridiculous, but I could still follow, like, I, I guess I, I I didn't, it wasn't, Sleeping Beauty, or uh, Alice in Wonderland almost came off a little annoying in spots to me. Yes. I don't think I conveyed that in the podcast, but mm-hmm. it came off a little annoying. Mm-hmm. Mad Hatter Tea Party scene, completely excluded. That was just brilliant. <laughs> but <laughs> that whole thing, Edwin, yeah, that was great. But... 
I I would I would watch Sleeping Beauty again before I'd watch Alice in Wonderland. Okay. In a heartbeat. All right. So I'm putting mine at number four this week. All Where right. are you putting I, yours? I, I I thought you were going to put it lower. I, th- I actually thought you might put it at the bottom. But uh, <laughs> of of the movies we've watched so far, uh, my my ranking has been Lady and Tra- Lady and the Tramp at number one, Cinderella at number two, and then yes. similar to Jeff, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, and Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I am placing Sleeping Beauty at number four. I'm putting it right there with you, Jeff. <laughs> oh, really? At no! Four, for, <laughs> we have the, one week! <laughs> for the same reasons, though, because I, I would, if given the choice between Alice in Wonderland and Sleeping Beauty, I would watch Sleeping Beauty again because it's I, – I really enjoy the look of this film and I really enjoy the right. potential of, the, of this film. And there are key moments that I can see some – what could have been. And I know that's, that's not fair to kind of fan canon certain things, but, uh, there it's a, it's a better looking movie and it's less obnoxious as Alice in Wonderland, just as Jeff was saying. So yeah, it's my number four as well. It's, it's interesting because as we brought up before, when we, when we do these rankings, at least for me, I know I do, I, I can't just go, the, the the fairies were the fairies were stupid. I don't want to watch this ever again. Bad movie mm-hmm. number six. Like I'm never gonna do that because I still have to look at like, but it's pretty. It's well done. Yes, and you have a bad guy who's just a bad guy. There's nothing else to it. That's really kind of cool that they went that direction, you know, which is I feel like not even something they would do nowadays in a lot of cases. Yeah. The yeah. bad guy still has something, some reason why they're bad, you know, some motivation to be bad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. I can't just make a rash decision, and it's this because of this reason. I have to go, yeah, the story was bad, and I complained about the story for 10, 15 minutes in this episode. <laughs> but it was still pretty, and I would totally watch it again. Like, yeah, the, I, you have to do that. It's We are still in some classic animation here, some classic Disney animation and classic, classic cinema as well. That, that there's – if not the plot – there's a reason that Sleeping Beauty has maintained its classic status, and it could be because of Maleficent being the baddest of the bad. It could be because yeah. we've seen an alt, a, a change in animation from from Lady and Tramp before it to how, how many years was between Lady and the Tramp and Sleeping Beauty? Forty years. Four, Four years. years were between those two films. Yep. And Sleeping Beauty being in development hell for ten years also played a part in the look <laughs> of it, but it's. There, there's a lot of good in Sleeping Beauty that that it's understandable why it's it's main it's on here. I, I even almost put it above Peter Pan, but I think that uh, the my my love of Captain Hook, my love of just the desire to be able to fly, the the cool pixie meanness of Tinkerbell. <laughs> like there's it was a, it was a close it was a close close battle there between the two of them, but I'm still leaving Lane Tramp as number 1 because of the 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 look of it, the joy of it, the the storytelling aspect of it. Um yeah, there there we go. There we go. That's that's my list. It's very interesting. See, and that's it's it's fun. I was really, I'm really hoping for, and well, I guess right now we still both have different number ones. So right. Yeah. Our list will definitely are the movies that'll be moving into that final round of films that we'll we'll get to one day. Um, <laughs> will be will be different movies. At least it's not the same list for that. So for now, yeah. <laughs> which speaking of which, we got three more episodes. I, I believe three more. One, two, yeah, one, three. Oh, sorry, we have four more episodes before we redo our. Yep, our our top tens, and then start all over again. So. Right. Yeah. Oh man, 
Oh, um, man. That would be the Aristocats. But anyways, so uh, do we want to talk about any uh, – was there anything else regarding the movie before we moved on to any comments from our awesome listeners and fans uh, out there? No, I think and I think some of the comments we have do regard Sleeping Beauty. Um, Wyatt, uh, Thomas on the, on the Facebook page, thank you guys for commenting. I think we actually hit some of the topics yes. you, you both have brought up. So uh, forgive us Definitely. for not giving you credit for those. But um, thank you for, for initiating the conversation on there. For those listening who would like to comment, if you're listening – Anywhere else but uh, on Facebook or Ghost Hat, uh, iTunes, and Google Play and whatnot. Head over to yes. Facebook.com Top Shelf Pod. Facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. And look for... <laughs> it's close enough. It's close the, enough. <laughs> the, the movie-specific posts that we have. We, we Either the episode after it's posted as you're listening now or uh, you can often catch us the day we record. We do a little, hey, we're recording today. Any comments or thoughts? And uh, engage us. We we appreciate right. the comments. Um, you can also tweet at Jeff at Random Bell and myself at TC's Big Head if you want to in- initiate us in some conversation privately. I actually have been getting some uh, conversations going with a couple of people who've initiated with tweets that I responded to. Then then we're we're off topic now, just talking about other things. So thank you for <laughs> engaging us and knowing we're not just talking. We're just we're not full of sound and fury. We actually are <laughs> reaching some ears. I'm kind of full of some fury, but not a lot of it. I'm kind of like a guy fury, if you really would. That's a bad okay. joke. Ooh, ooh, quick, quick, uh, go to a comment. So Jeff. I do want to comment. <laughs> okay, real quick, real quick comment, real quick question. Uh, so actually, this is kind of connected back to what we were because we were already talking about the live action um, Maleficent movie. So this is from Colin. Colin wanted to know. Colin, by the way, uh, co-host of the Top Shelf. Um, Oscar's Best Picture podcast, which you can also <laughs> find on the Facebook page, which is also now on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Check those out. Anyways, Colin wanted to know, um, because uh, Maleficent is more or less the live-action version retelling of Sleeping Beauty from the villain's perspective, mm-hmm. what other Disney villains uh, do we think that they should try this on or focus on? Should they should they do this more often? Should they do the from the villain's perspective instead of just remaking the film? Well, I think I made think? I think I made my feelings clear that I did not like it, that I did not like care <laughs> care to see this perspective. However, there there yes. have been some interesting retellings of classic stories from a different perspective. Uh, there's some good Robin Hood st- tellings where you get much more of um, Guy and the Sheriff of Nottingham. You get much more uh, if you've seen the BBC version of Robin Hood. Guy Gisborne, uh, Guy Gis, I know his name's Guy. He he's the sheriff's <laughs> right hand man. He gets far more development, and he's much more interesting of a character. However, that's a TV series where you need to develop your supporting cast. You can't just make them cardboard cutouts or tell a story within right. two hours. Uh, but I don't. I Jeff, you may have someone in mind, but my favorite villain stories that that develop. Uh, some characterizations of them are like uh, Loki from the Marvel movies, Kingpin, and Kilgrave from the Netflix Marvel series. Whoa, I I yes. do like to see the villain's story and explanation for their th- why they're so sinister. But uh, no no one comes to mind for uh, for the the sixteen so movies we've seen so far. Jeff, how, how about you? Yep. And that's a tough thing because I, I I can't picture any of the ones that we've watched so far. There's not a character that I, I care about. Like, I don't really need to know the full evil backstory of the stepmother and the stepsisters from Cinderella. No, no, no. You know, like, I don't need to know that. Um, 
but in that same you know in that same light like if it's future Disney films, like I honestly, I wouldn't mind a movie about Jafar, you know, like just to know more about him. I wouldn't mind one from, you know, I, I actually like as much as I love Beauty and the Beast and I love, and first off, I really, I really, really liked that live action film. Just, I'm sorry, sue me. I like that movie. I love the, I love the animation ones too, too as well. Um, but like, I don't need to know his backstory because his character doesn't feel like it would warrant it. The villain needs to be a, 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 it needs to be somebody with magic powers. It can't just be a person. Like, right. I don't want, I don't want something from like Pocahontas or anything like that. Like, I don't, I don't nah, know. Nah. Who cares um, about I wouldn't even yeah. want Hades from Hercules. Like, I don't want that. I don't care. I, I, but like, I would, like, I would love, as what we've already discussed, a Maleficent film <clears throat> that shows her why she's evil. Yeah, let, let, that would be not brilliant. in the way they presented it because there's a lot of uh, it's uh, it's an allegory for rape. Um, you know, family yeah. podcasts. Uh, well, the, kids ask your parents. Um. <laughs> well, so what they basically did is they took the original story of Cinder of Sleeping Beauty, which was kind of an allegory for rape, mm-hmm. and they turned it into Maleficent, which is an allegory for rape. It's like really okay. okay. There, Not there that have, there's anything. No, there there have been some explorations of villains, and if you look at uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Now, granted, yeah, you, at first brush, you're going to think of Snow White and the Huntsman and be like, ah, oh, Kristen Stewart. Bleh. But to be honest, that movie actually isn't half bad. It's visually stunning, <laughs> and Charlize Theron developing the evil Queen Ravenna, I believe that's the name of her character is there's some neat stuff there she's still a a bad guy but you know what of all the live action movies they've made jeff the worst one and you didn't even remember it until i'm saying it the people listening didn't even remember this was a movie the worst is the sorcerer's apprentice starring nicholas cage Oh my goodness! Yeah, that is the. You see, worst. I blocked that from my head. Yeah, that that <laughs> is the worst reimagining of a Disney classic. It stars Jay Baruchel and Nicolas Cage as the evil sorcerer, and it's terrible. It is the worst. Oh my! No, no, no! Imagine, if you will, that they took that film and they crossed it over with Maleficent, and they made those two get together. Oh man, Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie in a crossover film! All right, (laughs) you convinced me. Make it so, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do some magic upon your face. What? Mm. That's pretty good. Take your face. What? Uh, That would be. Who, what, where? Uh, just horrible. I don't. I. You know what? I forgot that movie existed. Yep, that's right. That's how bad it is. So you know what, Colin? No. That's it. That's my answer. No. Well, I hope you like that answer, Colin. Hope you don't mind. I'll get a text from that. I'll get a text. I'll get a text later Wednesday morning, won't I, Colin? Yes, I will. Um, <laughs> Well, that's all the questions that I had. Oh, and real quick, I did want to bring up. Uh, thanks, David. David tweeted us on on, on the Twitter, on the Twitter pates, mm-hmm. um, regarding uh, he found the 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 um, comparison video we were bringing up last week because during uh, Lady and the Tramp, I mentioned that they animated it for the two fifty five by one widescreen cinemascope ratio, and then they redid it to be more uh, academy aspect ratio, so more of like the full frame. Yeah. I, I'm um, still blown away by that and because then I brought that up so much work. How could they do that? But, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so much work. 
But David David found the the sample video because I brought up the fact that like Pixar did it for uh, Bugs Life and a couple of their other films. Uh, mm-hmm. He found the sample video that someone did where they compared them. Uh, they compared the widescreen version of a Bugs Life to scenes from the full frame version of a Bugs Life, and you could see how they shifted characters around and over. And and, and uh, I'll try to remember to post a link to that video in the comments below last week's episode on the Facebook page just so you guys can check it look take a look at it because it was a lot of it's cool just to see like I can't believe they did that and and yeah. imagine that that was just with computers which is literally all they had to do was shift the characters around on the frame mm-hmm. instead of the animation which was all by hand having to uh, shift things around <laughs> I'm like Ugh, I don't even want to know well this the, so sleeping beauty is going to be the last hand drawn cell animated movie we see that uh, they go on really? the they go on to the Xerox method after this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So interesting. To jump in there, but it was worth mentioning the the amount of work that went into Sleeping Beauty, the amount of work that went into Lady and the Tramp to animate it twice. The the fact that Pixar did that with computers, uh, that's that's a, a a crazy amount of work. That's double the work. And I, Sleeping Beauty was not the success they were hoping for, especially after some of the successes they had had with the the few the movies leading up to this. They've been Disney Animation has not been doing great, and Sleeping Beauty is another stain on their their history. Well, because you gave a nice little hint uh, at what <laughs> next week's episode is, I might as well go tell you guys because I don't know. If, did we do that last week for Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, I don't. I remember. believe we did. I believe we did. did. We? Okay, good. I'm <laughs> I'm glad you remember TC. <laughs> I just kind of space out what I said ten minutes ago. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is the episode. Hello, internet dwellers. Uh, <laughs> hello, internet dwellers. We're back. Um, no, uh, so next week's episode, we are going to be watching the 1961. We're in the 60s, TC. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? The uh, the 1961 film 101 Dalmatians. 101. I I I I I'm sounding like a broken record. I it was elementary school was the last time I watched the cartoon version, okay. the animated version. Okay, I've and, seen and the live action version from the was it the 90s? Glenn Close, right? As Crow with Glenn Close. And they're working yep, on a I new one. I saw that version. You, oh, you know what, Colin? Back up here. Colin, you wanted to know if we wanted to see another villain's backstory done from their perspective for a movie. There is a movie in pre-production right now about Cruella DeVille starring Emma Stone as the as Cruella. Uh, so you have that to look Ooh, forward to. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's fascinating <laughs> that we, we went a dog movie, a fairy tale, to a dog movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like Disney was like, uh, let's go back to the let's go back to the animals. Can we do that? Because we, yeah, because well, and then Sword in the Stone is human, isn't it? And then we go back to the animals yes. again. Yep. Interesting. Disney, I'm on to you. I will crack your code, Walt. <laughs> he's not listening, is he? He's, no, he's been well, dead he's for 50 he's years. <laughs> he's in his cryogenically frozen chamber and um, with with earbuds in. <laughs> Very aggravated. Just listening. That way when he wakes up, when they unfreeze him in another 50 years, he wakes up and he's just furious of all the people doing podcasts about his films. As, as <laughs> completely improbable, as completely unlikely, as completely science fiction as it might be, I like the idea that Walt Disney is frozen in carbonites and that they unthaw him every now and then just to check in. Just like, hey, hey, Mr. Disney, that not not even like the the Futurama head in a jar situation. That his full body is just in a in a chamber somewhere that they just. Sh- 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 
<laughs> like, welcome back, Mr. Disney. Oh, uh, man, this is getting hotter and hotter every time. Reports. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Report. What's going on with my movie? Oh, my God. What? Nicolas Cage is Walt Disney. <laughs> no, it's Tom Hanks. Crash. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> But wouldn't you go see the movie just that little bit more if it was now Nicolas Cage starring as Walt Disney? How dare you, sir? <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit more. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, everybody, um, I think I think we're I think we're done with this week's episode. Yeah, after uh, of, our longest episode, a lot of headaches and <laughs> our longest episode last yes. week, we were found up with a with a shorter episode. So uh, we never know how long <laughs> these the, are going to be. The shorter one. But I think we've we've said everything we need to say. Say so you can once again hit. Up, hit us up on the Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash top shelf pod. You can also Twitter paid at Jeff, at Random Bell, at me, TC, at TC's Big Head. Mm-hmm. Check out ghosthat.net for other fun things such as the other top shelf podcast with Lindsay and Colin where they are watching the <laughs> best picture winners. And uh, yeah. Yes, which they decided to start with the most recent episodes, and they are going or most recent movies, and they are working their way backwards. I had mentioned last week I thought they were randomly choosing, um, but they decided just to go in reverse. most recent and work their way back. Yep. Okay. So okay. go ahead and check those out. Those will be posted on the page. They are posting every Monday, or when they have episodes, they'll be posting on Mondays. Um, not every Monday, just the occasional Monday. So. <laughs> But with that said, we are actually going to take a break. I will be taking a trip to Europe where, yes. um, if I may be so bold as to boast, I have a film playing at the uh. Festival de Cannes in France. That's the most American way I could say the title of the festival. But uh, <laughs> So we are going to take a break for, for a couple of weeks. Maybe we can do weeks, just yep. a little uh, check-in episode and we could post something on the Facebook page. Just saying hi, uh, and I'll check in with Jeff, and maybe we'll record it. Just, just a possibility. I'm throwing that at Jeff live right now, so he didn't know I was going to huh? say that. What? But uh, we are going to take a couple weeks we're, we're off. Gonna, we're going to what? <laughs> so that I may travel abroad. I'm freaking out, man! I'm freaking out. <laughs> so. Now I will be here next week doing the podcast, just one sided, ex- waiting for TC's answers, and just sitting in silence when you're talking <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Uh, DC, I, I really enjoyed 101 Dalmatians. What did you think? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Oh, come on, really, Cruella? I can't believe you would even think that. No, sir, it is the greatest movie ever. You are a liar. <laughs> Just for, for 45 minutes. <laughs> That's the entire episode. Our mo- it'll be our most our most listened to episode. It really would be. <laughs> Because people would be like, he does he keep going for forty five minutes just talking to nobody? That, that would be a sheer <laughs> commitment, I tell you that. <laughs> All right. Well, when thank in you, reality, everybody. You could have been there, and I could have just muted your side of the microphone. <laughs> oh, you monster! You, you know what? We're we're gonna finish recording right now, and I'm gonna play back our recorded audio, and it's gonna be empty. And you are posting this episode with or without me. Whether I whether my voice made it through this episode or not, we are we are posting this episode. We are posting this episode. We're not going to record it again. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're all right. We're, well, with that, we're everybody, really DC, it. do the sign off. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everybody. I, I, I'm TC. That's Jeff. We'll see you next time. And until next time, we'll Bye, be right everybody. here. Goodbye, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Goodbye. Mr. Cage. Mr. Cage. Oh, goodbye. Mr. Cage.
This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>